This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. So thankful to have you here Listen, you don't want to miss what God is doing in this place. Good things happening. Open your Bibles to the book of 2 Kings chapter 20. We're going to go over 2 Chronicles 20 as we complete last week's sermon. Three days in the valley. Uh, I want to, uh, to this week, I'm going to do part two. We call it El Shaddai. And uh, I want to share with you just briefly what God has shared with me this week. So let's bow our heads today. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence. Uh, God, uh, I pray that you'll speak to us. Lord, as I'm about to leave this service and go perform a, a funeral for one of the members of this church, uh, God, I thank you that you're there with that family. And Lord, now that your presence will be manifest in both locations in a strong and mighty way, let every campus today just have a manifestation of the glory of God. Come on, agree with me. Let every service in every campus have a manifestation of the glory of God today. Thank you for what you're doing now. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're in a series that uh, I'm calling The Geography of Faith. Geo, meaning of the earth, and graphos, meaning to write. Listen to what I'm about to say. This was not intended uh, to be part of this series, but I think it's important. Sometimes you need to note where you are because the reason you can't get where you want to go is you don't have any clue where you really are. You don't know what you're going through because you've not asked God, why am I here? What are you trying to do in me? What are you trying to teach me through this season? So it's important to take note of where you are and what God's trying to do. And so we began a study last week about uh, of, of great importance. It's a study that we began to, to think of uh, uh, this, this great battle that occurred. And now I don't know if there are any other Tolkien fans in here. Any Tolkien fans in here? Some of you call him Tolkien, but it's actually Tolkien. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Now, let me say it that way. Any Lord of the Rings fans in here? A few of you, okay. Some of you need to get saved. Come on, I'll be with you. But uh, uh, I love to watch uh, uh, those because most people don't understand that he wrote those to help win a young man to Jesus by the name of uh, C.S. Lewis. And and so uh, what we have then is this, this, this allegory of, of the things of Christ. And, and, but in that story, and I know Hollywood took a lot of liberty there, there's a scene or two to where uh, there's a small number facing a giant army as far as the eye can see. Now, those are those moments that we always know it's over, it's through. And of course, in, in, in Hollywood, you're hoping that, that, that somebody will fight through and somebody will win. I was, I was playing, uh, uh, with, uh, my grandson yesterday and, and we were, we had little, uh, uh, Lego men. And, and so, uh, I, I was having fun with them. I was like, meow, 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 you know, because you can't really hear them. They're so small. Anyways. All right. So he's like, you know, Papa basically stopped being a nerd. And, and, and he's like, Papa, Papa, you're always making the bad guy win. And he said, the bad guy always loses. Well, I really hope that in your life, the bad guy always loses. But in these moments, it seems like the bad guy's going to win. And so in the story of Second King or First Kings 20, we, we're hearing this story about a moment like that where it looks like the bad guy's going to win. But all of a sudden, God shows up. 
God defeats the bad guy. As far as the eye can see, they're defeated and sent packing back home. And they don't understand how did that little force, how did this invisible power defeat us? And so, and we, and I've never seen what I'm going to share with you in just a moment about the God of, of the mountain. But the God of the mountain here, uh, is, uh, uh they declare that, that the, the God that they serve must be the God of the mountain. So I tell you what. Next year, King, this is the opposing army, we want you to go back on the same day, near the same place, but this time in the valley, and you're going to have the same number of soldiers, the same number of chariots, the same number of spears, everything's going to be exactly the same, and you're going to go forward, and you're going to fight them, and they're going to realize uh, that, that how great we are, because their God is obviously the God of the mountains and not the God of the valley. We began studying last week how that the geography that we find ourselves, it does not determine the power of the God that we serve. Let me say that again. The geography that we find ourselves in does not determine the power of the God that we serve. And so what we began to realize is that the valleys that we go through help us discover who God really is and help us discover who we really are. And so I'm trying to get through this as fast as I can because I want to give you the, the bulk of where we didn't get to last week. And, and, and here's what you need to understand, that spirituality is shaped more by geography than we know. And here in Second Chronicles, chapter number 20, we see this illustrated. We read about how that after this, the armies of the Moabites, the Ammonites, the, and some of the Minuites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. Notice they're, they're, they're coming to destroy him. They have declared war on him. Some of you, you feel like that you've had war declared on you, but listen to me. And here's what the man of God says. They are already at Hazan Tamar. And Hazan Tamar, is, this is another name for Engedi. And we learned last week that this means that they're actually three days away. They're three days march away. And what they're really saying to this king and this is what we established is in three days, your world's about to change. In three days, at best, you're going to be under siege. At three days, all supplies that you think you can depend on are going to be taken away from you. And in three days, if you're lucky, you're going to still be alive. But most likely, you're going to be destroyed in three days. And so the enemy is telling him it's almost over. You're almost through. You've got three days left to live. Now, if somebody gave you three days left to live, I wonder what you would do. I wonder where you would go and how you would be. I said that statement in the last service, and I, I kid you not, as soon as I said, what would you do with three days left to live, I literally saw myself standing at an all-you-can-eat uh, chocolate sundae buffet. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I thought, well, I mean, you might as well enjoy yourself. you got three days. But that's not what Jehoshaphat did. He didn't take the word of the enemy he waited on the word of God. Can I just say that to somebody? Stop listening to what the enemy declares over you. And start trusting the word of the Lord. We talked about the fact that there's got to be two ways that you're going to go through these valleys when you find yourself in bad geography. God has sent me with a word for somebody. Somebody, you need, put your seatbelts on because I got a word for you. Listen to me. The first thing we learned last week is you got to pray your way through the valley. The second thing is you got to worship your way out of your valley. 
Last week, we talked about the fact that he became terrified. And as Jehoshaphat became terrified because of the news, there's nothing wrong with that. He's scared. He's afraid. And, and there's something that's causing him to back down and to, to want to, to run away and hide. There's something that wants to see him give up and accept his fate. Can I just tell you that, my goodness, I don't know. This is, I, somebody asked me, how do, you, how do you preach to different services? I, I just feel like the Holy Spirit's literally going, I'm trying to get somebody's attention right here, right now. Listen to what I'm about to say to you. I don't care how many times they told you, your family always does this. This always happens. They may tell you that in your family, everybody divorces at this age. They may tell you that at this age, everybody's going to lose their mind. They may tell you that your family has a propensity to this disease. They may tell you all of these things and tell you this is the fate that you have in store. And because of the fate that you think you have in store, fear begins to reign in your life. But can I just go ahead and tell you today that fear doesn't reign in my life. Faith reigns in my life. And faith is where I have learned to un unlearn the fears that have bound me and I'm walking in the truths that Jesus Christ sent me because you'll have one or two things. My goodness. I, Sam, you heard me preach this. This is not what I preached last service, but I feel it down in my soul that the spirit of the living God wants somebody to know that the fear that is trying to cause you to back down and give up on what God has called you to, to walk in, the fear that you're facing needs to be pushed back by the faith in a real God who is really able to change your situation. Pastor Don, you're just wanting us to get excited. No, right this moment, I'd just like you to get something. What I want you to get is to get the faith of God imparted into your soul. Well, why do you have to say it so loudly? I say it loudly because the devil's been screaming at you long enough. I want you to hear a voice that tells you you can overcome, you can become, and that you don't have to live under the fears that you've learned. You can unlearn them. I think about the ways that the devil used to send me packing, as it were. I thought I was doing the will of God. I would go to my office, lock myself in my office, and seek the face of God until I got a word from God. Then I'd come out. That's what we do every time the devil attacked. But one day, I got tired of going to my office, and I got mad about it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to find what God wants us to do, and we're not going to take a step forward until I find what God wants us to do. But there's one thing I I know he wants me to do, and that's when lost souls. So every time the devil would attack, instead of circling the wagons and going to hide and going, God, show me what to do, show me what to do, instead, I would stand my ground and we'd start preaching the gospel. I'd call a revival. We'd go to the streets. We'd go out and do a kid's crusade. We'd do something to start winning souls for the cause of Christ. Why? You can stay back here and go, I just don't, I'm afraid to move, I'm afraid to move. Or you can stand up and say, I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony, and I'm going to do what God's called me to do no matter what. Pastor Don, how am I going to do that? According to First uh, John 4 and 18, you're going to realize that you're going to have to fall in love with God and you're going to have to show his love to others because perfect love casts out all fear. You don't believe that? You, let's just go simple. How, how many of you, we asked this last week, are afraid of spiders? Let me see your hands. Man, that's a lot of you. Oh, God bless you. God deliver you. But it blows my mind, the people who are afraid of spiders, that when a spider's climbing on their baby, suddenly the fear of spiders is gone. Why? I mean, they're not going, get that off my baby, get that off my baby. What do they do? They get it off their baby. Why? Because of love. God sent me with a word to tell somebody today that you are the apple of his eye. You are his child. And no matter what's got you cowering in fear, and no matter what's come to destroy you, that God's coming to deliver you if you will just trust in him. Pastor Don, why are you so excited? Because this is my third service. I already know where we're going.
Jehoshaphat feared, but he, he set himself to seek the face of the Lord. God heard him. God answered him. Because why do we do this? Because we are not a people who panic. We are a people who pray. We learned this last week, and I'm almost through preaching last Sunday's sermon again. Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. How many are thankful? Which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. If the devil's got you laying awake in the night, this sermon's for you. Let the peace of God overwhelm you. You see, here's the problem, though. Most of us live down to our circumstances, and we try to filter everything through the geography that we're in. But I'm going to live up to the standard of faith of the word and learn to look at the geography I'm in in relation to the God that I serve. Now listen to me. Because you don't know what to do with where you are, you try to pray away everything you're going through. God didn't call you to pray it away. He called you to pray your way through it. This is important. He called you to pray your way through it. We don't have to wonder what we're going to do because in the Old Testament, they used to cast lots, almost bet, as it were, for what was God's will. But that stopped after the day of Pentecost because now the Holy Spirit, the Bible says it seemed good to us and the Holy Spirit. You've got what you need. You've got the one who can guide you. But here's what I learned this week that blew my mind. When the enemies said he's the God of the mountain and not the valley, they're actually quoting one of the names of God. One of the names of God is El Shaddai. And the name El Shaddai means God Most High. Okay? God Most High. But there's actually Four, how many remember the old Amy Grant song, El Shaddai? Anybody remember that? Yeah. There's actually four translations of ways that you can translate El Shaddai. You can translate it as God Most High, the God who there's none above him. How many know that, 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 that he's, he's El Shaddai? Come on now, can I get an amen? Watch this. It also translates El Shaddai, the God of the mountain. He's the God of the mountain. And so when they were saying he's the God of the mountain, they're saying that his own people call him El Shaddai, the God of the mountain. But they don't understand there's actually three uh, or four total translations that you can translate El Shaddai. And the fourth I just want to get to, and I say the fourth, the third I'm sharing, but the fourth I want to get to is because as I was studying is the fourth I came upon. He's also the God most high, the God of the mountain, and he's also the God who nurtures all the way down to the children. Stay with me. He's the God who is most powerful. He's the God who sets you in high places. But he's also the God who finds you in the valleys beaten and broken and left to die. And he's the good Samaritan who wraps his arms around you, picks you up, cleans you up, and sets you back on a right course and brings you, watch this, on his own strength all the way to the mountain to find rest. Why is this important? Because what you've got to begin to do when you're fighting in the wrong geography is you've got to begin to remind yourself of who God is. And when the enemy shows up and says, oh, your God was God back then, but where is your God now? I remind the enemy, you're right. He is God most high. He is God of the mountain, but he's the God who's got my back right here in the middle of my storm. 
I wish somebody get caught up with me right now. I feel it down in my soul. He's the God who comes walking on the water. He's the God who's the fourth man in the fire. Do you know how it feels to be the only one yelling? I feel it in my soul. I feel it burning inside of me that I've come to tell you that you need to remind yourself who God is. But instead, all we can talk about is you don't know how bad the situation I am in. But instead of talking about how bad your situation, why don't you begin to declare how good your God is, how faithful your king is, how strong and mighty he is. He's an everlasting father. He's a prince of peace. He's a mighty God. Come on now. He's wonderful. Counselor. Can I preach just a moment more? He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He not only wrote the earth story, he writes your story as well. Oh, I feel this down in my soul. But what do you do? You start remembering who he is and something stirs up inside of you. Do you know what that is? Joy. And joy manifests in praise. I'm giving this to you early in this service because somebody needs it. The Listen to me. The hardest praise is the highest praise. When you don't feel like worshiping, when you worship anyways, that's the most pure praise. Jehoshaphat, you're going to die in three days. I love what Jehoshaphat does. He prays, he seeks the face of God, and then in verse number five, listen to what he does. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard. Listen, they tell you right where he's at. He just stands up where everybody can see him, and he said these words. Listen to what he says. I love what he says. He says, Lord, the God of our ancestors, um, aren't you the God of heaven? I mean, aren't you the one who rules all the kingdoms of nations? Aren't you the one who is powerful? Aren't you the one who is mighty? Aren't you the one whose hand cannot be stopped? You're going, Pastor Don, you're trans. Listen, I'm just reading it the way it's coming to me, right? Are you, are you, uh, and no one can withstand you? I mean, God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it to us forever? The descendants of Abraham, your friend? God, 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 don't you understand what I'm trying to tell you right now? Is I am a descendant of Abraham. They're not. They're about to take over what you said would never leave me and never, never be apart from me. And God, don't you remember your promises? And you said you'd give it to us and, and you, you said we'd live here and we would build a place to El Shaddai. We'd build a place to the God Most High's name. And, and if calamity comes upon us, whether it be by the sword or the judgment or plagues or famines, we will stand by in your presence before the temple that bears your name. Oh, stay with me. And we will cry out to you in our distress. And you will hear us and you will save us. Let me just stop here and tell you, I, we, there's not been, I'll never forget this day, Pastor Sam. Pastor Darren, you need to remember these words I'm about to say to you. We had a worship pastor. He had been mugged the night before and he was still shaking. And he showed up at church and he said, he said these words to me. He said, he said, Pastor, he said, don't worry, the show will go on. And I said, Sit down. And he said, no, 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 I, 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 I can do it. I said, you're right. You can sit down. I said, because the day you think this is a show is the day you need to sit down. 
I didn't come in here to act silly. I didn't come in here to excite you somehow emotionally. I didn't come in here. The reason I'm fired up, the reason we worship the way we worship is because we're trying to get you to where we are. We're trying to remind you that the devil may have told you in three days you're going under. The devil may have told you there's no hope for where you are. The devil may have told you that you're not going to come through. I've come to remind you there's a joy down in my soul because I know how good God is. I have faced too many valleys. I have come through too many times. He's brought me to the other side too many times. And I've come to tell it. My goodness, I've come to feel it down in my soul. You know what just jumped to me? I'm dressed like an old-fashioned preacher today. I might as well act like one. Come on now. I feel it in my soul. Amen. But pastor, what are we going to do? Guess what? You ready for this? I don't know. Verse 12. We don't know what to do. But I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep my eyes on the Lord. Pastor, how am I supposed to fix this? I don't know. But I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. Pastor, you don't know how broken we are. No, I don't. But we're going to keep our eyes on Jesus. But, 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 Pastor, I don't, stop looking to the bottle. Stop looking to other things. Stop looking to other sources. Stop looking to somebody to make you feel good about yourself. Stop looking to somebody to give you some word that's not even from God that, that leaves you feeling like God somehow let you down. What you need to do is lift up your eyes to the hills from which cometh your help and look to the Lord Jesus Christ. My goodness, I feel it in my soul and say, you know what? I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. I don't care what geography I find myself. If I'm on the mountaintop, I'm looking for Jesus. If I'm in the valley, I'm I'm looking for Jesus. I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to keep declaring that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever because he's faithful. Amen. God's good. Listen to what the word says then. Don't be, dis- uh, don't be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army for the battle is not yours, but God's. You know what that tells me? That God's looking for somebody. The Bible says his eyes are searching throughout the earth, looking for whom he might show himself strong for. That God's not looking for people hiding in a corner going, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Give 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 me a little more medicine. He's looking for people who are standing their ground, declaring, I may not be where I want to be yet. But I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. I'm going to come through this. I shall stand and see the salvation of the Lord. And though he slay me, yet will I serve him. I will declare the faithfulness of the Lord in the land of the living. He's looking for somebody who will stake their claim. And when you stake your claim, Jesus says, hey, that's somebody I can help right there. And he says, don't get afraid. Don't be discouraged. Just keep your eyes on me and you're going to come through. And I love what he says next. I've never understood this like this before. Stand still. Stop trying to get out of the valley and let me help you in the valley. There would never have been the story of three Hebrew boys if they had somehow escaped the flame. Without a lion's den, we wouldn't, there would be no Daniels in the room. There may not be one anyways, I don't know. Stand still and see you will see the deliverance of the Lord who is with you. How did the king respond? Can I just tell you, he got a word from God. I'll never forget a dark moment in my life. 
I didn't know what to do. I had a screaming family on one side, had a man going under on the other side at the point of death. And all of a sudden I got a word from God. And literally as I walked into the room, he convulsed. He went into convulsions. He convulsed literally off the table as he was dying and he's convulsing. The doctors are out of the room for a moment. I walk into the room. He's dying right there convulsing. And as he went into the air in a convulsion, I had a word from God. I didn't have a word from God when I went out of the room, but when I came back in the room, I had a word for God. And for three days, this man had been incoherent and didn't recognize anybody, couldn't say anything that made sense. And all I know is this, that all of a sudden he convulsed and I had a word from God. And all I know is I went full WWE on him. I grabbed him midair, caught him midair, and then body slammed him. Boom! Some of you are looking at me, you did what? I had a word from God. I body slammed him. I I resisted going, you know, but anyways, but I body slammed, boom. And suddenly, first time in three days, he shook himself and said, Pastor Don? He said, Pastor Don wouldn't hurt me. And went sound asleep in my arms and woke up well. Let me tell you something. The king caught the word. Somebody needs to catch the word I'm trying to give you. Because then the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. Did you plan that song for this? To walk ahead of the army, singing the Lord, uh, singing to the Lord, praising Him for His holy, uh, in His holy splendor. This is what they sang: "Give thanks to the Lord, because the Lord is faithful. He prepares a place for me at the table. Come on now, and His love endures forever. We're going forth, declaring that the Lord is faithful. The Lord is good. The Lord's love endures forever. And He grabs hold of that, and He tells them, "We're going to go walk." and we're going to sing. So as they began to sing and as they began to praise, watch this now, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and uh, uh, and Moab and uh, Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. Stop there. Listen to me. Three days you're going to die, Jehoshaphat. He got a word from God. Somebody needs to realize God sent me this morning with the most orthodox, uh, uh, unorthodox word today, but somebody needs to get a hold of a word from God. You're not going under. You're not going to die. You're not going to lose. You're not going to be defeated. You're going to win. You're going to overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Listen to what I'm telling you. Why? Because three days you're going to be dead turned into this. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing and other valuables more than they could carry. There was so much wonder that it took them three days to reap the harvest of the Lord's blessing. Listen to me. Some of you over here waiting to die and God said start harvesting my blessings and the blessings will overtake the curses and And you shall rejoice in the favor of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for not getting too emotional there. I might have preached. Verse 26. Don't go go there. I love verse 26. Don't look in your Bibles. Come on. Go ahead. Stay with me. I love verse 26. Three days you're going to die. Three days it took to take the blessing. Three days it's over. Three minutes, the sermon's through. Don't say man. Listen to me. Read the first four words with me as they put it on the screen. On the fourth day. Don't you understand what I'm trying to tell you right now? There are people in this room that you weren't supposed to still be alive. The car wreck was supposed to take you out. The cancer was supposed to kill you. The drugs were supposed to leave you laying in the gutter. The defeat was supposed to take your mind 
And you weren't supposed to be worshiping. You were supposed to be somewhere weeping. But we're not living in three days of defeat. We're walking in the fourth day of faith. I don't know who you are, but you need to get that. You need to start walking, not looking at who you were, but realizing he brought you to this fourth day and he gave you what you needed to live here. Let me close with this. On the fourth day, matter of fact, Pastor Darren, I don't, I, I don't normally tell you what song to play, but what, whatever that song is you, Pastor Sam made you do again, kind of fit. On the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Berakah. Berakah is a derivative of the word Baruch. Baruch Adonai. Blessed be the Lord God Almighty. Blessed be the Lord. Baruchah. Where they praise the Lord is where blessings become praise. Listen to what I'm about to say to you. The difference between the Lord be blessed and blessed be the Lord. Do you know what the difference is there? Pastor Pete, do you know what the difference is there? This is me speaking as if I don't know. And this is me declaring from a heart that knows. It's where Baruch becomes better cop. It's where I stop letting my faith be conceptual and it becomes reality. It becomes the fact that God has brought me through so many valleys he's brought me through so many storms am I making sense to anybody today he's brought me through so many dark places that I'm not declaring oh I've heard that the Lord is good no I have tasted and I have seen that the Lord is good I have lived in the land of his faithfulness I have walked under his blessings I know the Lord my my praise has come out and he says let me just go ahead and tell you you're going to have to establish a place that was supposed to be the third play third day of your defeat has now become the third day of your place of praise. Why? Because every time the devil tells you this valley is going to take you out, I'm going to skip on over to Berakah and I'm going to remember how God brought me through that valley, how the devil said I was done, how the devil said I was dead, but God said, trust in me, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And he gave me a reason to rejoice. Amen. Oh, maybe you're not with me yet. Maybe the devil told you you're still stuck in this and this crazy preacher's sermon is not going to help you he doesn't understand I'm not speaking of natural means I'm speaking by the anointing of the Holy Ghost right now and the anointing breaks the yoke of the bondage of sin the anointing will set you free the anointing will liberate you right now if you'll catch hold of what I'm saying but pastor you don't understand how messed up my family is no you don't understand how good my God is you're looking at the geography of a marriage that's going under I'm telling you he's a God that will bring you through I've come to tell you that the Lord is faithful and just and good and his mercy endures forever and I don't care how deep the hole and how dark it is and how much time it took you to dig the hole. God's still God and he's still able and he's looking for a people who will worship him the way he deserves. Why don't you stand to your feet and give God a praise. Come join me in better car and declare the faithfulness of the Lord. Who is like the Lord? Somebody's going through a valley right now. God's trying to get your attention. If that's you, can I just see your hand in this place? 
hands literally all over this place. My living God, El Shaddai, the God most high, is about to settle on you. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, right now, right where they are, right where they are. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Holy Ghost of the living God. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, that that what they thought in, in, in blessing now becomes their praise. It becomes their personal, personal. My God brought me through. My God's going to bring me through. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you have to fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is with you. His rod and his staff, they will comfort you. The faithfulness of God is upon you. The deliverance of God is overshadowed. I feel the Holy Ghost of the living God right now. Meet them right where they are. Jesus. Deliver them. Change their geography. But Lord, not until you change their theology until they get a glimpse of the God who's brought them this far. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Now, every head bowed for just a moment more, every hand down in the room for just a minute. If you're here today, simply who we are at the core of our beings, and you say, Pastor, I, I don't understand the joy in your heart because I, I've never really surrendered my life to Christ. Maybe you, you've never prayed a prayer. It's not something you do every week, but it's something you say, I've not been serving Jesus with my life, or, or you've never, maybe you prayed a prayer when you're 12, but you didn't really make him Lord, you just made your family happy. Yeah, I sat there, I went there. Let me tell you, it's not about making your family happy, it's about knowing the joy of the Lord. And you say, today's the day you want to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, whether you're here, whether you're watching, whether you're listening on Victory, wherever that is, and however that is, the Lord's speaking to you now. If that's you and you say, Pastor, today's the day I want to know Jesus is my Savior. Can I just see your hand right where it is? Would you hold it up high in the air? Thank you. Is there another? Thank you. Is there another? Thank you, sir. Is there another? Hallelujah. I see those hands all over this room. I'm waiting. Is there, is there several men? Is there any young women or men or young women today? I say this is your day. This is your moment. This is your time. Holy Ghost. All right, let's pray this prayer. We're going to pray it with them. The Bible says that as they confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in their hearts that he was raised from the dead, that God raised him from the dead, that they would be born again. Let's walk this path together with them. Lift your voices all over this room. If you're watching, listening, they lift your voices with us. Jesus, by faith, I declare I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And in Jesus' name, Come on, I want everybody in this room. In Jesus' name, I believe your promises that you forgive me, that you cleanse me. And now by faith, I declare Jesus Christ, the risen Son of God, is Lord of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Now come on, give the Lord a praise like he deserves. Give the Lord a praise like he deserves. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. That's today.
today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now. Thank you.